Thanks. Good morning, everyone. Great to be with you all. Great to see everyone. I think that lots of people haven't seen in a while and lots of new faces. So I think it will be very appropriate and ideal to introduce myself again, um, mainly to people that I haven't met or know me. So I'll start with that. So um, my name is Bola, Bola Mogaji, and I have been in Cornerstone since 2008. Um, so 2008, joined Cornerstone, moved out to Medway from London, and oh, going to strangle myself with this. Right, so I've moved, I moved out here in 2008, and um, I've lived here since 2008. I've lived in the same house then, and I've been part of this church since then. So 2008, 2011, joined the management team. So I'm on the trustee board, and in last year, Various iterations of the church in terms of small group. I moved out to Peninsula when we broke out to five communities. So with my very good friend and brother, Jim, who also joined in 2008, we both work and lead the Who Peninsula, obviously with Dele and the great team we had here to just today. So Parvin, Michael and Dele. Um, our worship team, but three of us together lead the Who Peninsula community. So whenever you get a chance, we'd like to invite you to come over and visit with us. I was saying to some of the guys this morning, I don't think I've been to any of the other communities. So I will make a point to drop in and see you guys. Well, it's wonderful to be here. What a great atmosphere this morning. And for me personally, that's the theme song of my life, you know, God's faithfulness has brought me through, has kept me, and um, I'm still on that journey, still walking with him, trusting him, and it's wonderful to, you know, see what God is doing, not just in my life, but in the context of church, and in the context of what's happening in our community, in our family of churches, particularly us, what a celebration, and I can tell you lots of stories from 2008 when I joined to where we are today and that's particularly what I want to share with you because um, it's a big thing for me and especially because there are new people here I think it's good for you to hear from someone that's been around for a while um, just to encourage you and to ask you to think about why you're here and where you want to be what you want to do and what is God saying to you? Because those were the questions I asked myself when I joined 2008. And I'm thinking, what am I doing here? Um, I wasn't born into a Christian family, just to start with. I was born into a Muslim family based in Lagos. But it wasn't, you know, such a big thing for my dad to allow me to go to church. I don't know why he did. And I was saying to a lady yesterday that... Um, he, he grew up in the northern part of Nigeria where there, there was a missionary school that he was part of and he benefited from it and it wasn't a big thing for him to allow me to go to church. But I didn't only go to church, I found Christ at a young age. So it thrills me 
when I see the young people, how they've grown, how they've gone in leaps and bounds, and how they're progressing with God, it, it just shows without, you know, trying to big up God, that God confirms his word in the lives of people from one generation to another. So I'm so excited to see the likes of Amy, to see Caleb, to see Debbie, to see Ben, children that have, you know, carried, you know, I didn't change all their nappies, I changed some, but not all. But, you know, they're grown and they're walking with God. And that's what I feel the next phase of my life is, is to steward that and to usher them in. So my talk, very short talk, is going to come from 1 Peter chapter 2. If you want to open your Bibles with me and let's go there and I'll pray as we start. Father, we honor you this morning. We lift our hearts to you. I lift mine to you. Uh, I commend all the work that you have done in my life, your faithfulness for many generations, your enablement in my life, your, your carrying me through um, with tenderness, with discipline, with care, Lord God. And I, I speak of that tonight. I testify in the assembly of your saints to your goodness, your faithfulness throughout all my life. And as I come tonight to share, as we break open your word, as we fellowship together, I pray that your word comes with power and with strength, that you would reach to that person that you want to touch this morning. You want to encourage and you want to usher on. You just want to cheer people on this morning. And I hope that comes through in this word. So by your spirit, Father, enable this word and activate joy in the hearts of many this morning. Amen. Amen. It's great. So First Peter chapter 2, um, there are one or two scriptures that I want to, one, one or two verses that I'd like to really highlight and they mean so much to me. I thought I would share that, bring it to you guys and encourage you more importantly, I feel strongly that that's, you know, pretty much what God has given to me, the grace of encouragement to stand with people and to strengthen what God is doing there, to confirm that in their lives. And that's the ministry that I've held all through. I started here at the hospitality team, setting up tea and coffee. I did projection for many years. But I think hospitality, doing the tea and coffee and serving people was a really large part of my life. I enjoyed that, um, particularly in Cornerstone. When I came here in 2008, there was an amazing lady that welcomed me at the door. I could never forget that lady. I still see her face, the smile, the warmth. And that was it for me. I came here once and I haven't stopped coming. I didn't go to anywhere else. So how important is it to welcome people? I feel strongly that it is to make people know that they're seen and um, God sees them. But we go out of our, which is why we have a fantastic ministry called the First Impressions, because it's the God that sees you where you are and he holds you and he ushers you through. So let's be that hospitable people as well. You know, be welcoming in your homes, in church, at work. Make it possible for people to just feel comfortable with you. 
and to feel welcome, then you're carrying the grace and the aroma of heaven wherever you go. Just want to put that out there. That is so important and key in the day that we live in and the time that we're in, that we should be peacemakers because that shows we are sons of God, sons and daughters, children of God. So First Peter chapter 2, and this word was really highlighted in my heart, um, 2012. I was looking back at my journal to see the first day that I received this from God, and it was 2012. I was in the Jasper at um, Rochester. It was sort of a small group meeting or something around a small group meeting, which is also something I'm passionate about, meeting in homes, breaking bread, bread eating, um, fellowshipping and knowing people. You know, that, that's the pattern. You sit down together, you break bread, and you, you get to know each other. You strengthen one another in faith. And the Lord spoke this verse to my heart, and I've carried it since then. You know, where it starts off saying from verse 4, And as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For as it stands in scripture, behold, I'm laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Amen. And that is what God looks upon us as, you know, lively stones. So what's the context of this? One stone in a jar that is lively. You understand what I mean? You're throwing it and everyone is bouncing against each other. And that's what I see. The, the agitation in our midst, our various backgrounds, the context of our living, um, our schooling, education, whatever it is that God has given to us. But we all come together and God uses that to build a spiritual house. And the journey that God has taken us at Cornerstone, where we started up as Medway Family Church at the Jasper, and we've moved on. And I've been privileged to be a part of that in the shaping, in, in you know, bringing it to birth. It's been a real privilege to see how faithful God is. So when we sing, all my life you have been faithful, I think I can stand and say God has been faithful in the lives of many around me, even with challenges, challenges ongoing, but I know because of what God has done that we will get through. He will bring each and every one of us through. And even if you did not feel able to sing that song, you think there's nothing within me. There's nothing I can say right now because of the pain about God's faithfulness. I can assure you that very soon you will be singing. You will be singing. You will be confirming God's faithfulness. You'll be able to say all my life as well as you look back. And like Jim was saying to us at Hu Peninsula last week about remembrance, Ebenezer's places where we can use as reference point. And I want to encourage everyone today, like I did, if I didn't have that note, that journal in 2012, I probably wouldn't be able to speak to you this morning. But build your Ebenezer's 
build places of reference where when things are bad, you can look back at those things and say, God that did it then, surely he will bring me through. And there are many like that. You know, there are many. You heard Titus speak about his dad. We've, we've journeyed together on so many things. I mean, you just need to sit with him and you hear some of the stories and what God has done in his life. A lot of it is painful. You know, we can't choose what we get sometimes, but we can choose our perspective and our view on God. But what God is doing in our midst, I really want to celebrate that. And for the many that are joining us for the first time or that you have just joined in the last year or two or three, I want to encourage you to find your place. Find what God has put in your heart and commit to it. Hold tenaciously to God. Don't look at people. Go into that quiet place and encounter God for yourself. So I said 2008, you're thinking, why have you stayed here? Why haven't you gone somewhere else? Or why haven't you done something else? It's not like I didn't want to. I remember 2010 or 2011, we actually put our house on the market. It was negative equity, but we were going to sell and move back into London. And we told the church, and the church started to pray. <laughs> Do you know it was the fastest sale? We got an offer within a week for the house. And we said, yeah, we'll you know, count our losses and go. But within 48 hours, that offer was pulled. That was when gazumping was a really popular thing. And, but at that point, what was the lesson for us? Because it wasn't just pack your bags and head up to London, back to London to serve. I was going back to where I was working because I was working for a church in London then. And I, they wanted me to come on staff, come full time, be closer to the church and, you know, run their IT there. And I said, yeah, Lord, I'll do that. Because um, I felt strongly that that's what God was saying at that time. But at the end of it, I thought, why did this happen? It was to check the condition of my heart. Would you willingly give up everything? Even though you're going to lose out, would you willingly give up everything and go? And I said, yes, Lord, I would. And my wife and I agreed on that, and we did that. So what am I saying? You need to find your... No one can get you there. You need to do it yourself. You need to engage with God, daily walk with him. And I'm saying this to young people as well, that now is the time you lock that habit into your life where you know God. Yes, mom and dad have done as much as they can. They've driven you here today, but what's the next phase of your life? As some of you go into GCSEs, as you go to uni, as you start to look at relationship, you need to lock in a relationship with God that would sustain you. I'm all for the intergenerational church. I talk about it constantly at who I'm sure they're tired of hearing me say that. But it's so key. That's all I can leave. That's the legacy I can give to young people to get engaged with God. But also, how do we as a church carry these young people on? How do we encourage their faith? How do we feed into their faith? How do we live life before them? such that they know that it's not God that you say theoretically, it's not God that mommy uses to knock my head when I'm not doing the right thing. It's the God that she loves and lives for. It's the God that daddy lives for. That's how he lives his life. 
implicitly they gain those things. So it's a challenge to parents as well as young people. But even when things are not right with mom and dad, you need to find God for yourself. I came to faith when I was 10, 10, 11. And the bonus for that was, that's how I met my wife. I met her in church, we're 10, 11. So who knows? It could be here, she could be here, he could be here. But that's the story, and that's why I say, all my life, he's been faithful. He's watched tenderly over me. He's nurtured me like a plant, and he's raised me as an oak tree, which is what I'm turning to be. An oak tree where, you know, people come for shade, people come for support. But what is your identity? What do you bring to Cornerstone at this point? You know, there are leaders away this weekend. We've been away. I was there Friday, Saturday. Jim was there. Audrey was there. You know, the few of us went out. Mel came along as well yesterday. And the atmosphere has changed. But more importantly is the future that we see as a people. You know, we've been through Joshua. There's so many similarities in what God is doing in our midst. But I want to encourage each and every one of you to find your place in God. This speaks directly to you. I am incomplete, as it were, without you. And you're not complete without me. So together, there's a journey that God is calling us to. And I just want to encourage you on that journey. Don't sit out by yourself. You've come in, you're still watching and gauging the atmosphere. This can be home. This can be a place of sustenance for you, where there are many people that will encourage you on that journey, where there are many people that will support you on the journey. But more importantly, we look to God that holds us all together. So I want you to press in. We have the opportunity. It's not just here on a Sunday. We have five communities, right? Five communities. Just get involved with one. Serve as much as you can. Let God shape and nurture you. There's so much ahead. I, I can start to tell you stories of things that we're looking to do on the Hoop Peninsula, the opportunity that God has given to us recently, where I thought when we started to think and pray about those things, I thought, this would take years. I mean, they've been going on for about 10 years already if we start this, but within three months, it's opened up, and the prospect is huge. You will hear about it, I can assure you of that, because it's all of us together that will journey into that. So what am I saying, people? Let's get stuck in. Let's not hold back. Let's not be weary in that, because this is the promise of God for you. I hold this so tenderly in my heart. I carry it passionately that I am a lively stone. You are a lively stone. I'm looking after you to ensure that everything that God has said concerning us as a people, that we all get there. Amen. Amen. So if you feel weary this morning, if you feel burdened, <laughs> and if you think it's not all coming together, just stay in there, right? Don't keep it to yourself. Get trusted people to talk to about it. But don't do this journey on your own. That's what I've learned in the years that I've been in Cornerstone. Trust their people, you know. And it's nothing to, 
we are on that journey where we are bringing about the one church. We don't all look alike, but we have one Savior, one Father, right? All the barriers are broken. You know, we've worked on that. We're still working on it, but we've gone so far ahead because God has held us. We hold on to the faithfulness of God. We hold on to God's enablement, and we want to bring you into that. I really, really want to encourage you guys, please get stuck in. Young people, get stuck in. Get going to the grow groups, get going to communities, prayer meetings on a Thursday, encounter evenings on a Sunday. It's amazing what these young people carry when we come together on a Sunday. The encounter evenings have been, it's been amazing what God is really putting inside of them and the future ahead for them. So please, guys, can we just rise and, you know, just pray to the Father and say to him, I'm offering myself anew to you, Father. Uh, I'm giving myself entirely yet again to you. I am what you say that I am. And if we want to read that verse again, you know, about ourselves and personalize it and say, I'm a living stone. So if we, if we just read that as a prayer for verse 5, 1 Peter 2 verse 5, and you say about yourself, and go away with that, think about it, and say to yourself, is everyone there? 1 Peter 2, just verse 5, right? And I am like a living stone being built up into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood Offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Amen. Be blessed all.